0: Hello and welcome to another episode of You Underestimate My Podcast, I'm Jeff. And I'm Kenobi. Yeah, how are you today?
1: Tired as always, how about you?
0: Uh, yeah, I'm sorry if I sound terrible because, uh, it's spring and I always get allergies around spring, so I'll probably be, like, not sound like usual for a while, uh. Hopefully, it's not too noticeable. So, uh, this week we are going to be talking about The Mandalorian Season 3, Episodes 6 and 7, and Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Mm-hmm. So, uh, starting off with The Mandalorian Episode 6, what did you think of this?
1: It's episodes. Wait, like, oh. Six. I forgot we haven't done last week's episode. Two weeks ago. I thought it was okay. I thought it was just filler, honestly.
0: Yeah, I think they they just needed they needed to uh to to get uh all all of the night owls, like Bo Katan's people. Uh and they just decided to do to like, have just a filler episode to just do that and have some cameos. Um, I'm sure the main cameo that everybody wants to talk about is Jack Black. He was, he was a, that was a surprise to me because, uh, I watched it when it came out on Wednesday. I was watching it and you had seen it before me and you asked me if, you you texted me and you asked if i had seen jack black and i i thought that you meant in the mandalorian so i texted back if if you're talking about in the mandalorian i am i still haven't gotten i still haven't like i'm still i just started it so don't spoil it and then you you said you were uh like you uh like you saved it by Saying no at the Mario movie, and <laughs> yeah, and so I I was like, so I I thought, okay then uh then he isn't in this episode. So I I was just I went back to watching it. I didn't expect him to be in it at all, and then he was, and I realized what happened, and I was I thought, oh, yeah. So, but another, there's another cameo. Uh, that I don't, I mean, people probably noticed, but I think uh, the main one that everyone noticed is Jack Black, but Christopher Lloyd, I don't know if you, have you seen Back to the Future? I have, yeah. Yeah, Christopher Lloyd played the chief of security, and he was Doc Brown in Back to the Future, so that was a cool little cameo. And Lizzo was in it. Yeah.
1: So, so there's three major cameos in one episode of the Mandalorian that weren't Star Wars cameos.
0: Yeah. Uh and there were some cameos that were from like droids when they went to the droid bar. There were some cameos from like droid models that we we've seen before like when they went in there I saw the type of droid that is his name AZ Who's in the Clone Wars and the Bad Batch from Kamino? I didn't see Az, or
1: I didn't see, I only noticed the droid at the bar, <clears throat> I mean, dude.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I think I saw Az, like that type of droid, and uh, there was there there were the battle droids, which we haven't seen in a while. I I don't think we No, they weren't in the season of the bad batch so we haven't seen them in a while uh uh they were th- at the table where the the uh was he the governor or whatever and the like his wife were eating I don't remember their names cuz this was 2 weeks ago but uh where they were eating they were having this big feast and I saw in in the Mandalorian season two episode uh, two or three, was the one with uh where they were Grogu and dinjarin were transporting this frog lady with the eggs that that Grogu was trying to eat, mm-hmm. and I saw I saw that species at the table, so there were some like cameos like that. With uh, the some familiar species that we've seen before at the table and uh, some droids that we've seen before in the droid bar.
1: Yeah, this episode honestly wasn't that great. I think this might be my least favorite episode now instead of the third one because in, well, in the seventh episode, Moff Gideon's in it and had some connections. So I like that part of it. So I think the sixth episode is my least favorite now. Yeah, it's not uh, great.
0: Yeah, it wasn't great. Nothing, it, nothing major happened in it. Uh, that I can, other than. Well, n- nothing. I mean, uh, Bo-Katan got the light, the lightsaber, the dark saber. I love the lightsaber. <laughs> And, um. Nothing else major happened.
1: Yeah, this wasn't a great episode. Cameos kind of made it okay. But other than that, it was pretty bad. It was just a filler in The Mandalorian. We haven't been used to that. We've been used to that in The Bad Batch, not. Not. Mando.
0: Yeah. Is that it for this episode? Uh, that's kind of all I can think of. Um let's see. Uh, I'm I'm gonna check my notes. I always forget to take notes, I should I mean, there there was the funny part where they went to see the Ugnaughts, and they weren't really re- they weren't really listening to them and then s like was started talking like Queel and saying I have spoken and they started <laughs> listening.
1: Oh, I forgot that was in this episode.
0: Yeah. Uh so I uh, maybe Queel is like is a famous Ugnot because he said he's a friend of Queel and they all stopped. But uh other than that
1: I mean, I guess that was a nice little cameo with Ugnaughts. There's a lot of cameos. There's too
0: much. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I, I think that that's all that happened in this episode. So should we move on to episode seven? Yes. Okay. So episode seven, So I thought this episode was was really good uh it was it was really funny. I think we should get to that in a minute. The part that that I think you know what I'm talking about but uh what 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 were your thoughts?
1: I really liked this episode, and I watched it twice, and so I remember a lot of it because of that and so there's a lot of things I want to talk about. It was just a really good episode, and it was so nice to not see filler. Like last episode.
0: I think the the really funny part, uh <laughs> so when uh when I I, I thought that IG Eleven wasn't gonna come back, like I was hoping he would come back, but then at this point in the season I just assumed that they were just gonna be done with that since he didn't need a droid to go to Mandalore with him anymore. Uh, and then I was kind of right because this was IG twelve, but when the Enzelan walked in with IG twelve, that it was that was really funny how uh, they made it like a, a suit, I guess. And it, it I wasn't expecting when he came in, I I didn't think that you know, they were gonna have Grogu ride it. I just thought that there would be an Enzelan riding around in a giant assassin droid helping them for the rest of the season. But when they put Grogu in it and then that that was probably the funniest thing we've seen in the Mandalorian so far. Uh where he where he was just pressing the buttons. So so, so we know that he can understand them, at least mostly. Because uh Din said to take him out of there and then he was pressing the no button. But then and then he was just walking through town pressing yes, the yes button. Which <laughs> which was pretty funny. So there's that another thing that that I wanted to talk about is of course they they referenced Thrawn in this episode with uh where the, on the council, when they said something about Thrawn, on Moff Gideon's council, but also one of the people on the council, they called him Hux, as in, uh, General Hux from the sequel trilogy. So I think this is his dad. It, like, it was
1: confirmed that uh, yeah, this was his dad. Yeah, and it, uh, Mandalorian is gonna uh. These people are re- rebuilding the empire in the first order. that's why Hux is one of the members is because of his father at Houston, like the council meeting
0: yeah, actually there's this uh this graphic novel that I read a while ago that was that had stories about all the villains from from the the uh sequel trilogy and the one about. General Hux. It had his dad in it, and I think that was the only time uh, we've seen his dad. And I don't, I don't even think that that book was canon. But, uh, yeah, it was just a nice little detail that wasn't important, like wasn't super important to the story. It's just like it shows you how much detail they put into this show that you don't even. That little details that don't matter to the story whatsoever, and but you just notice them and it makes the episode way better.
1: Yeah, and there's one thing I really want to talk about of the title. So usually the title of the episodes just tell you a little bit about like the episode, but this episode title was called "The Spies." And so I was talking to my friend when we were watching it, and we were talking about who could this spy be. Well, spies. It's... I think... I saw this uh, theory that it could be the armor is the spy. Yeah. Yeah. For reasons... Well, I have a lot of reasons. Number one, the Mandalorian's... Uh, Moff Gideon has, like, the little horns on his uh, Mandalorian helmet. The armor has the little horns on her helmet. She left... Mandalorian the injured and as soon as she did she the other Mandalorians got trapped so there's a a lot of evidence against her but it's spies so I think there's some other Mandalorians that are turning against them
0: yeah uh I think I, I I've I've seen some theories that she is part of that group of uh what what did you call them, Mandalorians in the Clone Wars? My
1: favorite word to say, Mandalorians.
0: Yeah, that uh, I've heard theories that she's part of that group. I've heard theories that she's a specific person from that group. Uh, but I I don't remember who like what the theories like said that she was, but uh, I think it 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 was called the spies. So there are more than one spy. And I think it is possible that she is one of the the spies, but I think that i I don't know who the second spy could be because it it could be the what is her name like a Eli- I think it's Elia Kane who was in episode three but because she, like she pretended that she was. Like, she was, she's still working for the Empire, but she, uh, is, like, she's spying on the New Republic for the Empire, but I, she wasn't even in this episode, so, not sure about that, although, in the, what, the recap, at the end, it showed her, at the end of episode three, wiping, Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Dr. Pershing's mind or whatever that machine does.
1: Also, you think
0: she's the spy? Maybe. I don't, I don't know who else it could be unless it's like Axe Woves. I don't think that would be... I don't think that would happen. Maybe yeah, so
1: I, I have the episode pulled up on my PS5 real quick. And so there's it's 52 minutes, so one of the longer episodes. Yeah. And it's, just a little recap. We got all the Mandalorians together. Well, first we got... The uh, person from the third episode talking to Moff Gideon. And then we got the council meeting. was really interesting. And the Bad Batch, they were talking about uh, Project Stardust. And this, they were talking about Thrawn. Which is actually pretty cool because... There's a lot of connections. And this was like maybe two weeks after the Soka trailer dropped. So this was like perfect timing. And so we got that happened. And then IG twelve. And then they leave for Mandalore. And my friend noticed that the acting wasn't great in this episode. Like it felt really forced. And after I watched it a second time, I could see how he thought that. And like it wasn't truly uh heartfelt. Like the actors didn't feel it a thing. I don't I, know exactly what he meant, but the acting wasn't great. It felt forced.
0: I think uh, uh one part the last one of the last things I have to talk about for this episode is uh Paz Vizla sacrificing himself. Oh yeah. So uh a few things there. Uh one can we, is that can we just
1: give uh, a moment of silence
0: yeah so. let's have a moment of silence for Paz Vizsla so one of the sad things um, it's it's sad that he died because I think that he was he was a really cool character in the show uh, not just like his armor looked really cool his huge gun was cool But also, like, to see his sort of rivalry with Din and uh, all that sort of, like, that kind of stuff, I I think it made him a really interesting character. And I wish we could have seen more of him and gotten into more of his story, like, his backstory and his, like, his life, all that kind of stuff, and learn more about him. But also... Unfortunately, when he sacrificed himself, it didn't it didn't it seemed sort of anticlimactic. Like uh like sort of they just they just rushed it. Maybe they didn't want to make the episode too long, but it felt sort of like they they just rushed this one part uh and quickly just killed him off. But I, so I was a little disappointed that he died. Uh what what were your thoughts on that?
1: Well I noticed something else about his death that almost everybody in Star Wars that has a machine gun sacrifices, sacrifices himself. So we got thr- uh not thrown. Uh the, what was the one guy in Clone Wars that was like the uh, fox?
0: I have no idea. It was Thorn,
1: yeah, it was Commander Thorn. He had a machine gun and he sacrificed himself. Baze from uh from Rogue One. He sacrificed himself. Heavy from the Clone Wars sacrificed himself. He had a machine yeah. gun. Every person I think that had a machine gun sacrifices himself. That uh, was
0: that's what I noticed in the Red Guards. That's an interesting pattern that you noticed and maybe we'll see more of it like like in the upcoming uh star wars hunters game one of the characters is a stormtrooper with a huge machine gun so maybe maybe i mean it's like a it's a like an arena game multiplayer sort of thing so it's not going to be really story-based but like maybe he has a special attack where he sacrifices himself so the rest of his squad can get to safety or something but uh yeah the red guards what, what the or the praetorian guards from the sequel trilogy they they reminded me a lot of that i don't think the the praetorian guards in the sequel trilogy uh that are guarding snoke i don't think they're droids but what were your thoughts on seeing them I thought they were pretty cool, and, like, their glowy
1: baton thingies were interesting. But yeah. I think I liked the ones in the sequel better, just a tiny bit, because they felt... They had different weapons, so I felt like each one was diff- like, different, different. all these ones felt the same. But all of them, in the sequel, they had different weapons, so it kind of felt like they had more character in them, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, uh, I think also um also the the uh the the magna are they called magna guards the general grievous's bodyguards I think yes they they sort of reminded me of that too how they had the the uh the magna guards had that electric staff thing and uh these people had the electric uh baton things. So it sort of reminded me of that. Um not not much I can think of other other than all the stuff I said. I think that's all I have to say for this episode. Yeah, I think that's all I have to say. Okay, so moving on to Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. So uh you you haven't played Dungeons and Dragons right? Yeah. yeah. So I I think I I don't I don't know I I don't know what you thought of it but I thought that it was I thought that it was a really great movie to be honest. I wasn't expecting it to be that good but it turned out to be re- really good. Uh I think that it really captured for the most part, I think it really captured the essence of the game, the, the role-playing game, because a lot of it is just messing around, and that happened a lot in this, where like you you just make a ton of jokes even in dire situations, because it's just like it it's like. Just someone telling a story, and then you you create a character to go along with the story, but you can do whatever you want. So, it it just really, for the most part, captured the essence of the game, and I thought that it just did a really good job in general. I thought it was pretty good. I thought all the jokes
1: were were pretty good. Like, in, if you compare it to Shazam! Feed the Gods, joke-wise, I think this one was... I can't remember much of the jokes. and Shazam! Feed the Gods, I remember some of the jokes. Like, two of them. But in this one, I can't really remember them, but I think they were better than most of the ones in Shazam.
0: Yeah, I think Fury of the Gods was just trying way too hard. Uh, this, this, Some parts of it felt, in, in this movie, felt a little bit like that, but I think for the most part, uh i I went with my group of friends that I played d and d with and uh they were they were excited to see the movie too and they also thought that it wasn't gonna be great but we were we were laughing a ton and at the end, we all thought it was really good and uh i think I think it was definitely worth seeing and i'm gonna definitely see it again when it comes out to stream.
1: Yeah, it was definitely worth a watch, except I didn't understand any of the monsters and any of the lore. I thought sometimes it was a little rushed, and some of the items, like, you know the helmet thing that they were looking for? Yeah. I felt that was kind of rushed, and that they didn't use the helmet a lot, and so the helmet was just for a little, and then the vault was moved, so like. Getting a helmet was completely useless, which they didn't know that at the time. But then they, no, I just thought it was rushed and a little. I thought the ending was a little rushed too. There wasn't a major villain in this, like there was two. Uh, the red wizard and the one guy from Forge. Forge. Yeah, I thought that was rushed. I thought it was good, but it's just sometimes, like I said, rushed. It was pacing was off, and some of the things that they're looking for, they either spent a short time looking for it or a really long time looking for it.
0: Yeah, uh, I I definitely understand what you're saying. Uh, I think... I agree that a lot of parts felt rushed. It was... The movie was two hours and 14 minutes long, I think. And if, if you uh, take away all the time for the credits, which is like 10 minutes, it's not that... It, two hours compared to like... Like... Quantum Mania. I think... It, it, they could have made it a little longer and maybe just... Just uh not rush things like you were saying I think there was there wasn't very much character development I think in Dungeons and dragons the game uh it's it's mostly just you get dropped in a world and you at first uh you don't really know about the other characters you're playing with, but then you like as you progress in the game yeah then you learn more about the characters uh but in this like they just they just didn't have much character development other than uh i think i think simon probably pro- simon probably got the most character de- development out of all of them agreed and uh i i think the the villain it, the whole thing was sort of... It was a little... It felt a little anticlimactic to me. But uh I think... I think... um I wasn't sure what I was expecting with the villain. Because I thought it would just be the Red Wizard. And I wasn't... I, I saw Forge in the trailers. And I wasn't expecting him to be a main villain. I just thought they'd go see him and talk to him for a little bit. And then just leave. But... Uh, yeah, I I understand what you're saying about the pacing, and also you didn't you you were saying you didn't understand all the monsters and stuff. Uh, I I also understood that too. What how you were um because since you don't play D and D, it makes sense that you don't know the monsters. But it it and so this movie, it felt a little like. Like it wasn't that like it was aimed for people who play Dungeons and Dragons, and who know how it works and everything like that. Because if you don't, if you don't know what a Displacer Beast is, then the whole part in the arena won't make a lot of sense. So I think they could have introduced that a little better. And the Displacer Beast was the panther with the tentacle things.
1: Yeah, I got that because you said arena, and I thought that monster was pretty cool. But yeah, they should have explained it maybe a little better. Because I'm not, I never played D&D, really know nothing about it, except I know it's like a board game type game, I think. I'm not sure, but it's, they should have explained some of the monsters a little better. I thought the actors did a great job. The jokes were pretty good. Overall it was good, but the things I said about it just made it a little worse, I would say. I would rate it a good seven out of ten because i it was good, but it wasn't great.
0: I think I just prob- i probably rate it an eight point eight point seven out of ten. I think it was really funny some some of the that you could tell at some parts they tried to uh they tried to get they tried to add some more jokes quickly but they like uh, no one laughed in the theater that I was at partially partially because the only people in the theater were me and my friends no one else was there so it it's it's a small movie theater so um I think some of the jokes that they were trying to do didn't come out super funny, but I think for the most part, it was, it was a good, it was good, it was funny, it was, uh, well acted, it was well written, and, uh, it, it was a good, it was, uh, a good representation of the game. Say,
1: well, I, I would agree on you, but I agree with you. Sorry, but I've never played the game, so I'll trust your word
0: on it. And another, an, another thing is, uh, is one of my friends after he saw the movie, he said that he thought he hadn't seen any of the trailers or anything. I just told him that there was the movie and so uh it, he hadn't seen any of the trailers but he has played D&D so he thought that it was just he thought it was just going to be hours of people sitting around a table saying I cast fireball and all that kind of stuff <laughs> like doing like actually just basically a video of a group of people playing dungeons and dragons so this was not that i think it did it did a good job and honestly i think i think it was probably the best movie i've seen in 2023 so far that's not saying much because uh the only other movies there there was uh Quantumania, Fury of the Gods, and maybe some other stuff. But I think it was definitely the best movie I've seen uh, in 2023 so far. It's actually the best movie I've seen in a long time. So, uh, I think... I Another thing is i uh, i'm I'm pretty much done. that's pretty much all I have to say for it but uh they announced that that they they uh are making a D&D show for paramount Plus, which I think it's gonna be a spin off of this movie, and I don't know if it's gonna have the characters that we know um i don't I don't know if, like, how much it's going to tie into the movie. I don't know if there's going to be a second movie or, like, if they're going to start a whole big franchise or if they're just going to have the movie and then this show. But I hope, I think if they do it right, they could introduce some new characters and a new story and all that. And I think they could, they could probably do a franchise. Not, I don't think they should do it, like, how Marvel does it. I think they should... Not put multiple movies out each year, but I I definitely think like if there was a sequel, I would definitely watch it. Same here. Um, so, yeah. So that's all I had to talk about for this. Anything else that you wanted to mention?
1: Well, I'm just I'm just gonna say that I got a PS5 on Tuesday, so I could do game recommendations. I've been playing a lot of Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, what else do I have? I have Spider-Man. I haven't played a lot of that. I've played a lot of Battlefront 2 and Jedi Fallen Order, so I could do game recommendations and just talk about the games I've been playing, how I like them. I could do that. I probably will, and I just wanted to say that I got a PS5 and that I can talk about them. Super excited for Jedi Survivor. Definitely going to record something about that.
0: Yeah, and... Uh, some other things that I want to mention. The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, which is the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Uh, the final, The final pre-launch trailer came out on Thursday. And I'm going to be doing a mini-episode on it probably tomorrow. Well we're recording on Sunday and we were listening on Tuesday. So if you're listening, it will, the episode will, the mini episode will probably already be out, but, uh, I think I'm going to do a mini episode on that and give my thoughts on that. Maybe, uh, maybe do sort of like a breakdown of the trailer and, uh, also the, the Ahsoka trailer, I didn't get a chance to talk about that yet, on the podcast. It, I think it was really exciting. Um, I, I think what when you, I don't think those the two dark Jedi were Sith. I think they were just dark Jedi, maybe from another world, because there's the world between worlds thing. I think they may have come from that, like from a different, like an alternate. Uh, multiverse, like universe, sort of thing, but I don't think they're inquisitors. I think we did see an inquisitor in the trailer, but I don't think these were inquisitors. Uh, and I think it was awesome to see Thrawn. Uh, and the the movie movie the show looks really good, and I can't wait for it. And yeah, um, I think. Oh the did you see the leaked uh the trailers the leaked trailers for the other shows
1: Yeah I did watch them
0: Uh I saw I think there were uh, there was Skeleton Crew um Skeleton Crew uh,
1: Andor, season, Andor two.
0: season 2 yeah And... Acolyte. Acolyte, yes. And I think they... They looked pretty good. I think, uh, out of all of them, to be honest, uh, the Skeleton Crew trailer made me a little less hyped for the show, to be honest. I think, uh, it just... I I don't know. I'm definitely gonna watch it. We're definitely doing it on the podcast. Um... And andor season two, it didn't show much of much of that, but I think it was it was exciting and uh acolyte. I'm excited for all of those things. We'll be doing them on the podcast when they come out. We will be uh updating which we'll be like updating everybody on if there's news about it. We will be talking about that on the podcast. And I think that's all I have to say.
1: Yep. Thank you for listening to this episode. We'll be back next week with another one. In the meantime, please subscribe on Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever else you like to listen to. And I made business cards with QR codes for Apple Podcasts and Spotify. I'm going to print those, start handing them out, So, if you you listen to this episode and you got us and you heard from us from from the QR code I handed out, that's my thought process. See, I made a QR code for both Apple Podcasts and Spotify on a business card with our logo, what we talk about, and our names and our name of the podcast. So I have that on there, and make sure you leave a, re- a review. To tell us any thoughts you have on this episode, and the, Man- and the Mandalorian, and Honor Among
0: Thieves. And that's all for now. And also, uh, I I will probably put out a poll this episode if I can, uh, so you can go check that out on Spotify.
1: goodbye for now. See you next episode.